This is KOOP HD1 HD3 Hornsby. The following was recorded at the studios of Co-op Community Radio on Thursday, February 27th. Welcome to the Austin Chronicle Show. My name is Kim Jones, and I am the editor of the Austin Chronicle, Austin's independent source of news and culture reporting since 1981. It's our last show before Super Tuesday. That would be primary election day here in Texas and in other states. And to get into the spirit of the election, we're going to be speaking with Royce Brooks, executive director of Annie's List, an organization dedicated to getting progressive women elected to office in Texas. Royce, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So let's start us off. Tell us, tell our listeners what Annie's List is all about. Annie's List is a 17-year-old organization with the mission to recruit, train, and help to elect pro-choice progressive women all across Texas. Okay, that's that's a good starting point. Um, you guys also do endorsements, correct? We do. Okay, tell us a little bit, uh, you know, election season, we're days away from, from the big day. What do the endorsements look like for you guys? How do you, how do you come to those determinations? Are you doing interviews? Mm-hmm. So we do uh, a, quite a thorough process of deciding um, whom to endorse. We really are looking to support candidates who align with our core values. Um, number one of which is access um, to abortion and reproductive um, care for everyone. We also uh, ask women who apply for our endorsement to support um, high quality public education for all our kids, um, access to health care across the board for everyone, economic um, and financial equity across the board, um, ways to lift up and um, include marginalized communities um, in our democratic process. Uh, So we do a pretty um, thorough series of uh, questionnaires, interviews, etc. before deciding and determining um, which candidates will receive our uh, endorsement. And this is a statewide organization, right? This is a statewide organization, yes. We are based in Austin, um, but we have presence all across the state, and we um, have board membership from every major area in the state. And so we really uh, are on the road um, a good deal of the time, even though we're based here in Austin. Uh, You should see what some of our cars look like. (laughs) (laughs) And you came here from Fort Worth, right? Is that? I am am from Fort Worth originally. Okay. Yes. um, Born and raised, actually a sixth generation Texan, and I think a fifth generation Fort Worther, if I am counting um, that correctly, and my parents are still there. Um, But I 
did a few things and lived a few places between um, Fort Worth and and coming here to Austin to do this work. Okay, well, I'd I'd love to hear how you how you came to be at Annie's List. Before we do that, just a quick reminder to our listeners that it is Co-op Spring Membership Drive, and uh, volunteers are waiting for your call right now at 512-472-5667. So yes, like what is what is Royce's origin story? How did, how did you come how did you come to this cause? Um, I took something of a winding road toward this particular role, um, though I I have always been uh, invested in the cause of improving conditions for communities I care about, communities of color, women, um, folks like I grew up with in Fort Worth. Uh, I tried a few different stabs at uh, doing that thing. Um, I worked on the Hill. Uh, I've had quite a few policy roles. I um, went to law school. uh, And through the the policy work, uh, I came to realize that the change that I was hoping to make um, through legislative policy or through um, policy development could not actually take place unless you change who holds power and who um, is in that decision-making seat. So as I have progressed through my career, um, I have basically become more political and more um, focused on helping get the right people elected because the um, the rest of it flows from that and the Texas that I am hoping to build um, to help build will ultimately come from that mm-hmm. and that's really what Annie's list is about uh, you know is electing the people who share those values who will do that work um, who will put those policies in place to help Texans well, I know I started with the endorsements and sort of the candidates, but that's really kind of the, the end of the line for you guys, right? That really you're also about, you're about recruiting and training. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that aspect of the organization? Yeah, absolutely. So we um, sometimes start conversations with women who are thinking about running for office five years before they think they will want to run. Hmm. Um, you know, we we get calls um, and visits from women who say, I am looking to run in five years, or I'm a college student, but I know I want to run eventually, and we will help them to um, prepare themselves to do that. You know, what, what does it look like? What should you be doing now in order to um, be ready to run when it's time? We also have a really robust uh, series of trainings, both for uh, candidates and potential candidates, and also for campaign staff. So we have um, everything from, we call it Candidate 101, which is, I'm thinking about running. Um, It's a couple of hours. We usually offer it on a weeknight, and we help It's geared toward women, but in fact, our trainings are open to everyone. Um, We help people understand what kind of questions they should be asking themselves as they make a decision to run. And then we give them the opportunity to um, talk to 
women we've helped to elect um, and kind of get that personal insight about what it's like to run. Uh, we also offer Run to Lead, which is a day-long training for people who have decided to run. And it's usually on a weekend. And when they leave, uh, at the end of, of that training, they know how to launch a, a successful campaign, right? We start with the very basics. Here's how you calculate your win number. Here is how you build a budget based on that. Here is how you design a, a field program based on that. Here's how you throw a fundraiser. Here's how you make a hard ask for money. Uh, and then beyond that, for women we're working closely with and for our endorsed candidates, we offer uh, individualized trainings, uh, executive presence, which helps them to present themselves um, confidently in public. Uh, we offer debate and forum prep, and we also offer media training wow. as well. That's, That's on the candidate side. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the campaign staff side, we have campaign school, which is for folks who uh, maybe have some volunteer experience and are looking to take the next step up into uh, having a paid role on a campaign. And also campaign grad school, which is new uh, this cycle, which takes folks who have some campaign experience and trains them to be able to take on a leadership role mm -hmm. on a campaign, either as a finance director, a field director, a communications director, or a campaign manager. Um, so we're really excited about uh, being able to offer those resources and help to build that infrastructure um, here in Texas. Absolutely. Uh, before we go, we're, we're about out of time, but I'm just curious, are you, do you think you're ever going to cross the line and get into politics yourself, run for office? Uh, so I, I am definitely in politics myself sure. <laughs> right yes. now. Um, I am not looking to run. No. Okay. Just just curious. I don't know. You certainly would be better prepared than most people, I think. So uh, listen, Royce, thank you so much for coming in. It's been great to meet you and to uh, educate our listeners on what you guys are doing there. Wonderful. Thanks for having us. This is fun. My next guest will be a familiar voice to our regular listeners. He's one of my favorite people to have in the studio. And oh, come on. And he brings a very unique energy to any room he's in. I'm speaking, of course, of Austin Chronicle staff writer Kevin Curtin. Kevin, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me in. I'm always happy. And I've uh, donated to the membership drive. I just dropped a 20 on the floor. so <laughs> I'm sure yeah, that'll just, get to the appropriate yeah, people. Just pick that up. It'll be good. So, Kevin, I have asked you here today to talk about the latest news coming out of the Austin Music Awards, which are happening March 11th. That's so soon. It is. It's, I know. It's less than two weeks away. Uh, it's a big show, and they've started to, the lineup started to come into focus, and what the show will be like, I think, is coming into focus, even though... Um, you and I don't necessarily know even the ins and outs, and we're excited like everyone else to see. Yeah, well, we should probably remind people sort of what the AMAs are and what the music poll is and what they mean together. They're first cousins. 
That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, the the music poll, which is how people vote on their favorite uh, artists, favorite albums, favorite songs, and favorite music businesses. Which that the Chronicle is, puts that's on. The, that's yeah. the Chronicle. We mm-hmm. put that on. Um, and and the winners of that are reflected, are honored at the actual ceremony and the award show, which is, uh, which is put on by what is currently called the... Uh, it is currently called the Society, the Society for the Preservation of Texas Music, and that, of yes. course, is is operated by uh, primarily by our ex boss Lewis Black. That's right. Uh, but in addition to the music poll, which you know, those nobody knows the results for that until the night of, and that's a real reflection of sort of like Austin music right this second. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also like these these legacy awards that celebrate the bulk of a career. Yeah, the legacy awards are cool. There's something that has been a fixture of the show for the last four. This is the fourth year they've had them, and it gives you a chance. You know, it's like the lifetime achievement award. Mm-hmm. You know, which is. I think the award everybody wants to get as an artist is something that's not just, hey, you did something good this year, but, but hey, we've been paying attention and you are just amazing and mm-hmm. you've been doing it. So, so one of them is the Towns Van Zandt uh, Award, uh, for, and that's, you know, usually it's based around, it's an award for songwriting, which Austin is a very songwritery town. We don't necessarily have the best looking artists, but they're the best songwriters, <laughs> uh, and they're not paint by number songwriters like Nashville. And so in the past that award's gone to Terry Allen, it's gone to Joe Ely, and it's gone to Alejandro Escovedo. All of them are really, really profound songwriters. And this year it's going to Bill Carter and his and his wife Ruth Ruth Ellsworth Carter and they write a lot of it uh, a lot of songs together. Bill is interesting because he is a true songwriter and he does not and has never really toured all that much. I think he doesn't love touring maybe. Um but he's written songs for for famous people. You know, he's written songs for uh, Waylon Jennings. He's written songs for Steve Ray Vaughan. He wrote both Crossfire and Willie the Wimp. Um, he wrote uh, Why Get Up for for the Fabulous Thunderbirds, which was a hit. Uh, and him and his wife, him and Ruth, you know, co-wrote most of those. And he's an interesting he's an interesting character because that's his medium is is songwriting. He puts out good albums too, but but first and foremost, he's a songwriter, so we're giving the songwriter award to a true songwriter. And Mike Judge is the guy who's doing Mike the Judge, honors? Yeah, Mike Judge is introducing him. You know, Bill's also one of those people like legends, you know, geniuses kind of surround him, right? Okay. Like, and this like, would be Mike Judge of Beavis and Butthead and Office Space and, 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 and of course, the yeah, most Silicon Valley. Uh, terrifyingly uh, predictive movie, Idiocracy. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, uh, Bill is also, you know, famously, he's the god, him and Ruth are the godparent of Johnny Depp's uh, child, and, and, and Johnny Depp and him have been friends since what Eating Gilbert Grape was shot in Austin huh. area, and so, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I want to hear about the the other uh, Lifetime Achievement Award, but before that, just a reminder to our listeners that it is spring membership drive time, and if you like what we do here and you want to support Co-op FM, then give a call to 512-472-5667 to donate now. Okay. Get the- out your checkbook. What You waste so much money on stuff that is so much less valuable to yourself and the community. Thank this you, radio buddy. station does not pay for itself. And the other award is the Margaret Mosier Award, and yes. that recognizes women in music. And uh, that is named for? That is named for, um, for 
longtime Chronicle music journalist, uh, Margaret Mosier, who was my predecessor in a lot of ways, and probably, uh, you know, one of, if you kind of ask somebody like, who is the most heartfelt, loving person in Austin music history, people would say Margaret. You know what I mean? She'll kind of have that going. And she famously um, found you in a head shop, right? That's right. Yeah. Yep. I owe, a, I owe <laughs> pretty much it all to Margaret Mosier. And uh, so her award is recognizing women with impactive roles in music. Last year, uh, it went to Diane Scott of the Continental Club. Before that, it went to Liz Lambert and Rose Reyes. This year, it's going to Tamara Saviano. Tamara is an author, uh, a producer, and kind of a music industry leadership educator. Um, and, you know, I think maybe her greatest work is uh, the Guy Clark uh, biography without getting killed or caught. Um, Guy Clark is kind of considered the dean of Texas songwriters. She embedded with him for years and years and years and wrote the unparalleled history of his life and also the whole uh, kind of nebula around him with his wife and his wife Susan and uh, uh, Towns Van Zandt. And it's, it's incredible. It's being made into a movie, uh, which she's involved in. She's also uh, part of the – she directs the All ATX uh, Music Leadership Program in Austin. So she has uh, – you know, she's helping people find their way in the industry. Uh, and, and, and it's, uh, she's a good recipient for that, um, for that award. And, and, uh, I believe that it'll be, uh, the country star Jack Ingram, who will be presenting it with her and doing toasting her with a song. And he's also part of the, uh, Guy Clark universe. Okay. So Austin Music Awards happening March 11th at ACL Live at the Moody Theater. Tell us some of the... Now, not all of the performers have been announced yet. They want to save some surprises, but no, I, we know I, some, I right? Well, I don't know. I don't know how much of the lineup has been announced. We don't really know for... I don't know exactly who's going to come out. I plan it's to be, out of our hands at this point. Well, it's, I mean, it's moved I, along to... I, yeah. I, I think there's surprises for all of us. I think it's cool. Sure. I'm excited to see it. Um, but... Uh, we have, they have put out a list of performers. Uh, as someone who runs a music poll, I'll say that some of them are winners, some of them are nominees, and some of them are neither. Um, and so I'll hit you with some of those names right now. Uh, we got Black Alack. We got Grupo Phantasma. Walker Lukens is going to be there. Tamika Jones. Sir Woman, who's a, a new act featuring Kelsey Wilson of Wild Child that is very, very cool. Um, John D. Graham, Austin favorite. Kathy McCarty, she's doing the tribute to um, to Daniel Johnston. Mm -hmm. Of course, she was Daniel's great friend and muse. Um, DJ Chorizo Funk. And then we got uh, Hardproof, Harry and Emmy, JJ Johnson, uh, Rich Brotherton, and the metal group The Well. It goes on and on. It's Michael super Ramos, yeah, yeah, very eclectic. Michael Ramos is the musical director. Uh, one thing, you know, I I got to write about this last night. It'll be coming out in next week's paper. And and my, the thing that I thought was significant was that the Austin Music Awards, for the first time in the 38 year history, has funny hosts. Like <laughs> okay. Paul Ray was cool. 
Andy Langer was professional and insightful. Lori uh, Lori Gardo and and Rick McNulty were had outsized charm about them, but they're all DJs and none of them are funny. Uh, really, a- Andy Langer is very clever. He's actually funny, but he wasn't funny in that role. They have Chris Cubis, who is utterly hilarious, brilliant, a professional comedian. comedian Chris yeah. Cubis, yes. and then Jackie Venson, who's a music scene favorite, a performer who also happens to be one of the funniest people I know. So I think that is like, go just for that. Just it's not for gonna, the last. It's not going to be boring. Yikes. It's yeah. not going to be boring. Yeah. And there's also going to be, you know, we, we lost two huge figures in Austin music this year, Rocky mm-hmm. Erickson and Daniel Johnston. And there will be tributes to both. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, um, the, it's March 11th, ACL live, uh, You'd be a fool not to check it out. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Always a treat. Thank you for having me. And that is a wrap for another episode of the Austin Chronicle show. If you like what we're doing here, let us know. If you don't like what we're doing here, you can let us know that too. Send the feedback to kjones at austinchronicle.com. And a thanks to my guests today, Royce Brooks and Kevin Curtin. Thanks also go to our engineer, Evan Hearn, and to the aforementioned Kevin Curtin and to Jonas Wilson for writing our theme music. And thanks to you listeners for tuning in.